In 2018, I applied to 73 jobs. I recently found that spreadsheet. That's how I know that's the exact number. I had been a divorced single mom for years. I was a freelancer. Finally, I got this full-time job with benefits at a great company, and then something changed. There had been rounds of layoffs across the company, and I knew that it was only a matter of time before my number would be up. Now, applying to 73 jobs, that's a second full-time job by itself. It's not like sending out a resume is just a five-minute, send-out-a-quick-email type of thing. It's reviewing the job description carefully, personalizing my cover letter to make it seem like the perfect fit for that job, filling out your information on a web portal, because of course you can't just submit a resume, you have to also copy and paste all of the information and answer all these questions. And on top of that, I took it upon myself to maintain an active social media presence in case somebody looked me up because I worked in marketing and I wanted to make sure that people in my network knew that I was looking and potential employers understood, you know, had a sense of who I was. I can tell you from experience that having a good resume to rely on just made it so much easier for me to apply to those jobs. While you're going through the process of looking for a job, it can bring up a lot of emotions, right? Being able to pay your bills, having a livelihood, it's literally the most important thing in the entire world. It's what all of us have in common. Sometimes staying in a job that you hate or a job that's toxic until you get the next one can just be soul crushing, right? It can destroy you. And it's, it's common for people who are out of work, people who don't have the structure and routine of a job to actually have feelings of depression and and it's it's really hard when you don't have that routine that you're used to. If you do have a job, spending hours outside of work searching for jobs on top of a regular job is just exhausting. And having the motivation to just stay with it, to keep searching day after day, to go to interview after interview, smiling, seeming like you are not desperate you're really a confident, happy person. Like faking all of that can actually lead to imposter syndrome. It can make you feel like you're fake because you need to leave and you need a new job and you're trying to convince somebody to hire you. And you have to convince them that you're amazing even if you don't really feel amazing at that moment. So the reason why I'm talking about this topic today is because I think it's really important. It doesn't matter if you love your job and you never plan to leave. It doesn't matter how much the world changes around you. It doesn't matter if you don't have to work. There may come a time in your life where due to unexpected events, you need a resume and you have to find a job, right? We know that nothing in life is certain. So I wanna share with you a couple of tips that have helped me make my resume better and that I share with my friends and family when I help them work on their resumes. So there are four tips. The first one is having data. The second one is having keywords. The third one is having soft skills. And the fourth one is bringing authenticity. So let's dive into each one of these topics. When it comes to data points, you wanna make sure that you provide any type of quantitative measure that you can 
that can really show the value of the work you do. It can demonstrate that you are worth the money of this salary. You are worth it over other candidates who you're competing with. So I recommend to people that they find any numbers that they can, right? I can tell you that as a writer, it's really hard to put numbers on my resume, right? I'm writing words, I'm writing ideas, but there are numbers I can find, like the quantity of email campaigns that I wrote for, or the number of website pages and blog posts, or the increase in traffic to the website based on some of my work. There are ways to show both quantity and value. And I know that that can be harder in some jobs than others, but just just try to, to keep track of those numbers while you're working at a job when you're happy and try to find those numbers afterwards. You know, if you work in something like sales, that might be really easy to find numbers, right? You're going to have sales data. You're going to have, um, you know, meeting your goals. But other jobs maybe feel a little bit more routine. It can be harder to find those numbers. But those numbers are in there if you can find something to measure. Next, let's talk about keywords. What do I mean by keywords? Well, nowadays, resumes are fed into databases, right? Even LinkedIn is kind of like a database. Essentially, when somebody types in, here's the type of candidate that I'm looking for, you want your resume to pop up to the top of the list. And the way you're gonna do that is by looking at the job description and identifying what are the keywords that they're using. If you don't have a specific job description in mind, if you are still starting out with your resume, go find your dream job. Go find a couple of different dream jobs. What are the words that they use to describe the work, to describe the accomplishments? Go find people who work in this field. Find somebody who has your dream job already. How do they describe the work that they do? So you're going to find these words and you're going to put them on your resume with integrity. What I mean by that is tell the truth. You never want to lie. You never want to say that you did something that you never actually did. But find ways to describe your work using some of these terms. When I talk about keywords, I also want to explain what those are, right? Those can be things like types of strategies, types of metrics, maybe some insider terminology that people know and use when they're in the field. And you never want to bunch those words up. You want to sort of sprinkle them throughout your resume so they seem pretty natural. And then one thing I like to do is that as I apply for more jobs, I find a couple of new keywords on every job listing. And I keep adding those keywords in to just keep improving my resume and improving how my resume is filtered through the system. It also can really help if you use those keywords to reframe your work through the hiring manager's eyes, right? The hiring manager is probably the one who wrote that job description. They've described to you what they're looking for in an ideal candidate. So how can you use that language to turn it around and demonstrate, look, I am your ideal candidate. Your goal is to make sure that your resume feels like it matches the job listing, as well as helping that resume algorithm pick your resume out of the pile. Next, I wanna talk about soft skills. If you're not familiar with this term, soft skills are how you interact with people, on a job and how you get things done. It can involve things like teamwork, problem solving, communication, your ability to adapt to change, critical thinking, 
time management, and other interpersonal working styles. When you include soft skills in your resume, it actually can show that you can handle things with tact and diplomacy. It demonstrates that you can build relationships. And most of all, it's gonna show your future hiring manager, it's gonna show that employer that you can get projects finished. You can get the work done. You might have two identical resumes, but if one of them feels more like that person can accomplish goals, they can work and they can do the work well, that's gonna be the resume that they're going to pick. For our last tip, I wanna talk about authenticity. Being authentic in your resume. It's really important that you don't use a fake personality. Don't try to be something that you're not. Don't be overly confident or funny or sarcastic, but also don't make yourself seem like a robot. Try to be yourself. Try to find elements of yourself that you can include. But while you're not gonna sit there and talk about, you know, your take on a science fiction TV show on a resume that's not appropriate, how you describe your work and how you talk about yourself and your skills gives the hiring manager a lot of information about you. I wanna leave you with just a few last tips. First, always use spell check. Always make sure that you try to catch those typos. Ask a friend to read your resume for you. Just make sure that you have fixed as many things as possible. Next, I want you to remember that your resume is a work in progress. It is never going to be perfect. It is never going to be done. There is always something else that you can improve. And with that, you are better off sending a good resume today than sending a perfect resume a month from now when the hiring manager has already hired somebody else and the job is closed. So. Just do your best, keep sending out your resume. It's gonna get better and better and better over time. And take the time to incorporate those data points, those soft skills, the keywords, iterating over time. So I wanna wish you good luck on your job hunting journey, and I hope you get an offer soon. Thanks for listening to the Pro Writing Coach Podcast. I hope today's episode helped you learn how to write and communicate just a little bit better. To find more resources and writing tips about this topic, you can visit prowritingcoach.com and find us on Instagram at prowritingcoach. This episode was written by me and produced by Yair Brzovsky. I'm your host, Adina Rubin. Join us next week when we talk about how to have more confidence as a writer.